0: Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome to Unbothered. This might be the greatest Thursday of 2022. Why? Well, football is officially back tonight. Bills, Rams, I'm excited. I'm going to break down the game tonight, who, who I think is going to win. Then, I made a lot of predictions leading up to this NFL season today, I'm going to be making my Super Bowl prediction, and I'm also going to be uh, have predictions and projections for every single team in the league who I think, you know, what I think each team's record will be, who makes the playoffs, and how do I get to those eventual Super Bowl champions. So, great show, all focused on the NFL, is on prepared to watch Bills and Rams tonight. Let's kick it off with that. Just gonna lay it out there. I think the Buffalo Bills win tonight's game. I think they do. I think they win handily. Uh, last year's opening game was great a battle between the Cowboys and the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks come from behind, to win, last second field goal, kick off a 2021 season. I think it's going to be a little different tonight. I think Bills win convincingly. And if you were on the Bills train, if you're on the Bills train like me, uh, who I think are going to be one of the best teams in the league and the best team in the AFC, this is going to be validation. But for those who are just teetering on the Bills, are they are they there? You know, can they do it? Uh this is going to be a big wake-up call to those people today. And I think the key to the Bills is they are going to get to Matthew Stafford. Last year, Matthew Stafford turned the ball over on 6.7% of plays when pressured by defense last season, which was the fourth worst of quarterbacks. Uh And you saw that constantly last year. When he was under duress, he threw a ton of interceptions. He led the league last year with 17 interceptions. Threw four pick sixes. It felt like every time there's a defense in the backfield, he just threw the ball up. He wouldn't make a wise decision with the throw. And that's kind of been Matthew Stafford's uh, M.O. in his career. You know, Watching him back to Detroit, it was just really quantified last year because of the situation he was in, the new team he was on. So you have that, coupled with the fact that last year the Bills pressured opposing quarterbacks on 32.8% of passing plays last season, which was best in the NFL. So you have a team like the Bills, who get after the quarterback, and then you have the quarterback like Matthew Stafford, when he's under duress, turns the football over, that's not a good combination For the Rams and to win this game. And when I look at the fact uh, that, you know, the Bills added Von Miller, who is just on the Rams, knows a little bit of the offensive scheme there. That's going to help out the Bills. And when I look at the Rams as well, they're replacing two key starters on their offensive line. There's all this talk and I've been talking about it. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their offensive line, so many people are worried about the interior of that offensive line. They're scared for Tom Brady. It's blowing this thing out of proportion. But nobody wants to analyze it. You know, the Rams are replacing two key starters on their offensive line. They're replacing Andrew Whitworth, multiple-time pro bowler, all pro. Uh, Left tackle was one of the best left tackles in the game. Tremendous last year, even at the age of 40. And they're replacing right guard, Austin Corbett, who is a key starter for them and played really well. And when you look at their replacements, uh, I think Joe Noteboom, who is replacing uh, Whitworth, is you know going to slot in there just fine. I don't think he's going to be as good as Whitworth. But then you look at the right guard, and that leaves a lot to be desired because their uh, draft pick, a rookie who they wanted to replace Corbett, uh Logan brush towards ACL in the preseason. So to me, I look at the, you know, interior of that offensive line, uh, the center, Brian Allen, he's not one of the best centers. So you couple that with the fact that who's playing right next to him. It's going to be, you know, your second string guy. Who's not really that good. Uh, you're going to get interior pressure pushed up front there. And, you know, having Stein right tackle is, I think, good. The Rams just signed them to a, I think, three- or four-year extension uh, yesterday. And then you have Nopum on the other side. So you have Von Miller coming off the edge on one of those guys. You're going to have interior pressure. Uh, I think the Bills are going to get after Matthew Stafford. And I think that's going to be the key. I think Von Miller wins the game. I think the Rams are going to put up points tonight. Uh, I believe they can. Uh, We're going to see Allen Robinson in L.A. tonight. Perry with Cooper Cup. I think they're great, especially because Tredavious White isn't back yet for the Bills. So I think both these teams are going to put up points. But when you're going to need a key play, I'm taking Von Miller in the big moment. To get after Matthew Stafford. And I believe Aaron Donald will chase down Josh Allen. But the difference is Josh Allen is much more mobile than Matthew Stafford. Josh Allen can run. Uh, To me, he's the best dual threat quarterback in the game. Better than Lamar Jackson. Because Josh Allen has superior arm talent. So I'm taking the Bills tonight to win this game against the Rams. Rams are 5-0 and in their opening night, are in their first game under Sean McVay. I believe the last four Super Bowl champions have won their season opener. I believe both those streaks are snapped tonight against the Buffalo Bills. And another thing I'm concerned about, which has been off to the back burner, is Matthew Stafford's elbow. Uh, it was, you know, sources released on ESPN today said that he did have an off-season procedure to go along with the injection. Who knows what that procedure was? Uh, But, you know, the Rams mentioned it. Sean McKay was worried. And all of a sudden, it got swept under the rug, and now it's, you know, not a big deal anymore. I don't think we're going to see this game. If it's a big deal or not, they said he'd be fine if they have to throw 50 times. I believe him, But that elbow is going to wear down as the season progresses. I believe, and it has the potential to be a big deal, especially with how Matthew Stafford throws the football. Doesn't have the best mechanics in the game when it comes to the quarterback. So, but that's the plot aside. Bills are winning. Josh Allen, dominant performance. Von Miller wins this game with his defensive performance. I say he has two or three sacks tonight and they swallow up Matthew Stafford in the backfield. So that's tonight's prediction. Now let's look at big season predictions. My Super Bowl prediction is the Buffalo Bills versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a favorite amongst a lot of people, so I'm worried about this one I am. But I have the Bills going there because this is just a team... That's just beaten down. I think they know they're good. Uh, they lost to the Chiefs back to back years, once in the AFC Championship game, and then last year of the divisional round. Uh, especially last year, I thought they were a the better team. Josh Allen played better, uh, and I think just all that uh, you know, loss and hurt that they're feeling. I think they bottle it up. And they tear up the league this year. I really do think so. Coupled with the fact that Von Miller is, you know, going to be a big leader on this defense. I think that's going to help the Bills a lot. I like Sean McDermott as the head coach. The Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis is in a step up. Jamison Crowder in the slot. I like that move a lot. Uh, Dawson Knox at tight end. A little offensive line leaves a little to be desired, but when you got Josh Allen making plays, you can live with it. This is just a team that I like. Tredavious White will come back. Tire Elam, rookie out of Florida, will look great in training camp, look great in preseason. So the Buffalo Bills to me are going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. And in the NFC, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, NFC is very top-heavy. To me, you only have – to me, there's only two legitimate teams that are going to make it out, and that's the Bucks or the Packers. I don't even have uh, the Rams close just because when I look at their offensive line, you know, just a Super Bowl hangover. Uh, you know, the fact that we're not talking about the Rams repeat a lot is because they've lost starters. Uh and then it's just hard to repeat. So I don't have the Rams repeating. You know, the reason why we talked about the Bucks repeating more than we've talked about the Rams repeating is because the Bucks returned all 22 starters, which was never done in the salary cap era. They brought back every single player. And you just see how tough it is to do. But I think the Bucks, because they are a deep team, uh the defense, to me, I like a lot more than last year. I like the signing of Akeem Hicks. To pair with Vita Vea, you can't run on them. I think Shaq Barrett plays better than he did last year. Tryon Shinka, you know, steps up as well. Uh, rushing the passer, to me, they got the best linebacker duo in Devin White and Levante David in terms of coverage and speed and tackling, blitzing, scheming, leadership, lockdown, Carlton Davis, Uh, Antoine Winfield in the backfield. I like that defense a lot more than I did last year. And on offense, uh, I'm not doubting the GOAT in his weapons. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin coming off an ACL tear. I think he'll be healthy most of the season. Russell Gage in the slot. Julio Jones is just a luxury. Uh, Kyle Rudolph as well. Bucks bills Bucks win the Super Bowl. Tom Brady wins his eighth. He rides off into the sunset, wins a sixth Super Bowl MVP. That's my Super Bowl prediction. Bills versus Buccaneers. But I got the Bucks winning this one. Only reason I'm nervous about this is that a lot of people have been picking this. So that unsettles me a little bit. But to me, there's more of a chance of the Bills slipping up than the Buccaneers. Now let's move on to the regular season record projections and how those two teams would eventually meet up in the Super Bowl. Let's start in the AFC. AFC East. Not a lot changed from my last, uh, you know, division breakdown. I have the Buffalo Bills finishing first in this division, followed by the Miami Dolphins, the New England Patriots, and the New York Jets. I have the Buffalo Bills going 13-4 and four this year. Uh, you know, I was on the fence about this, but I think, you know, they own the teams in their division. Miami hasn't shown a chance to really beat them. Neither have the Jets. And then I look at the Patriots. Maybe the Patriots win one at home. Uh, maybe not. Maybe they're psychologically broken after what Josh Allen and the Bills did to them in the playoffs. And they don't have the hardest schedule. Uh, Like I said, I think they beat the Rams tonight. You know, they play the Ravens, but I think the Bills can beat them. Going to Kansas City will be tough, but they get the Packers. That game's at home. They get the Vikings. That game's at home. And like I said, weak division. And, you know, other teams they play, Lions, Bears. You know, it's not good. You know, Bengals away is tough. So to me, they're two toughest games outside of tonight are at Bengals, and that's the last Monday night game of the season, that's week 17, and then uh, Packers, but they get that game at home Sunday night. Uh, and then the Chiefs, you know, is there. And the Packers game, you know, those two are back-to-back, but it's in between a bye week. So the Bills have, you know, a favorable schedule, and I believe they go 13-4. and four, Uh I think they have one loss to the Patriots, you know, in New England. I think they have a loss to Buffalo. I think they lose their Monday night game week two to Derrick Henry after a big win tonight. I think they have a surprising loss. You know, I think they also lose, you know, to the Chiefs as well. But I think overall the Bills have a great season, 13-4. and four. Miami Dolphins, I have going 9-8. and eight. Uh, Why? To me, the biggest reason I have not going nine and eight, and I like love their addition of Tyreek Hill. Uh, that's just big. I love the offensive head coach too, and Mike McDaniel. I like that they've surrounded Tua with so many weapons, a great running game, a better offensive line. But the question mark is Tua itself. So I think there'll be games where if they surprise you, you know, I can see them, you know, beating the Patriots in the first week and uh Upsetting the Ravens in week two, but then I could see them losing back to back against the Bills and Bengals, you know, having a surprising loss uh, to the Steelers, you know, when they are the superior team just because of Tua. So to me, that's the biggest, you know, reason why, you know, if Tom Brady was on this team, you know, the off season, you know that just circled around Tom Brady and the Bucs. You know, Tom Brady going to Miami. If Tom Brady was a quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, I could see them challenging Josh Allen and the Bills, but they don't have him. They've got Tua, so you lose some wins for that. Uh, that To me, that's my biggest concern, and that's why they're 9-8 and eight and not any better than that. The Patriots... I also have going nine and eight, uh, not a tough schedule. They have, uh, and I think they have a good defense. I believe Mac Jones, even though his offensive system is a mess, I do think Bill Belichick is a great coach. Mac Jones can be a great quarterback uh, in this system. So I think, especially last year, we saw them beat up on the weaker teams in the league. And I think they'll do that. You know, they'll play the Browns without Deshaun Watson. You know, they play the Bears, the Lions, uh, the Jets twice. You know, I think they can rack up a couple of wins there uh, and have a record that looks impressive at 9-8. and eight. Uh, But when you look at, you know, their play against the better teams, leaves a lot to be desired, and that's how I feel about this Patriots season. And in last place I have the New York Jets going 4-13. Uh, same record as last year. First four games are going to be without Zach Wilson. It's going to be Joe Flacco. Don't really trust Joe Flacco. Uh, and I think four wins for them is going to be getting tough. I mean, I like the weapons that they have. I like uh, Garrett Wilson uh, and Elijah Moore. I think they're great. The running back duo of Brees Hall. And Michael Carter. Defense I'm very worried about. Uh, You know, they have young players. It's just how quickly can you develop them. And they're just, until I see better from the Jets, you know, they're one of the worst teams in the league over the past five years. Not convincing. Uh, Jets 4 and 13. So that's the AFC East. Bills at 1. Miami 2. New England 3. New York Jets 4. AFC North. I have the Cincinnati Bengals winning this division at 12-5. and five. Last year, they were 10-7. and seven. I have them improving, mainly because they improved their offensive line, got three new starters through free agency, one in the draft. Uh, so I think this offensive line has severely been retooled. Uh, in As you've seen in the NFL, most recently with the Chiefs, you can improve it in one year. You look at the Chiefs. Got absolutely demolished by the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Offensive line was the weakest part. They retool. It's a lot better now. I say the Bengals did the same thing. I think Joe Burrow another year, Jamar Chase, and just the weapons there. Tyler Boyd, uh, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. They surprised a lot of people this year. I have the Bengals winning a lot of games. I like Zach Taylor for the most part as a head coach. Uh, They're really good in their division as well. They've shown against the Steelers uh, that, you know, just a side note after the Juju Smith-Schuster TikTok, Steelers have not been able to beat the Bengals since then. Joe Burrow has lit up the Ravens. So to me, Bengals are king of their division until they're dethroned. Two are the Baltimore Ravens at nine and eight. Uh, Why do I have them nine and eight? And to me, it's a tough one back-to-back. Uh, And the biggest thing is their offense outside of Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, it's not good. And I think they have an opportunistic defense. Mike McDonald, my Michigan defensive coordinator, is there. But I think the Ravens are another team that are going to beat up the bad teams of the league, you know, the Browns, the Giants. But I think they're going to struggle against the good teams, the Bills, the Bengals, the Buccaneers, uh, It seems like they always split with the Steelers, and they also play the Broncos this year with Russell Wilson. So the Ravens, to me, definitely beat the bad teams, but are going to struggle against the good teams, mainly because, you know, outside of Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, there's nobody. There's no wide receiver I have to worry about double teaming, a running back where I have to load the box up. And then on defense, it's you know, Marlon Humphreys and Marcus Peters are back healthy. Uh, but those aren't true shutdown cornerbacks. Uh, so Bengals I have nine and eight. Or Ravens I have nine and eight. At eight eight and one, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, Mike Tomlin. I believe he preserves his record of not being below five hundred. I think that's something that's important to him. So he finds a way to stay exactly 500. The one tie I have this season is the Steelers versus Eagles. Why? Because it's not a primetime game. You don't usually tie in those. And a lot of teams play to win. The Ravens, the Titans, they'll go for two to try to win the game. Mike Tomlin plays the tie. That's what he does. So I believe Steelers-Eagles tie. Uh... And it makes sense, too, because it's Halloween weekend. And that's usually when things like that happen. Uh, but I believe the Steelers pick up some surprising wins here and there. But there will also be very, very bad losses. Uh, nobody fears fears the Steelers anymore. There you go, 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. And last is the Cleveland Browns. I believe they go 4-13. Uh, most of the season will be played without Deshaun Watson. I think the season is a wash. Uh, they start off, you know, really bad, I believe. Uh, you know, I think they'll only have like one win out of their first eight games. Uh, you know, the defense to me is dominant outside of Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward. Uh, and then offensively, it's going to be heavily Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I don't trust Jacoby Brissett at all. So four and 13 from them. AFC South. I have the Colts winning this division at 11 and six. I like the addition of Matt Ryan. I think he's an upgrade over Carson Wentz just because he takes better care of the football, uh, better football IQ. Jonathan Taylor is a beast. Offensive line is great. Uh, Defense is solid, and they don't have a tough schedule. It's an easy division, and the schedule is very favorable for the Colts to make headways and pass the Titans in this division. Now, I love the Titans. I love Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry is going to have a monster year, but after being 12-5 and and the one seed, I think we're going to take a step back. Mike Grable, excellent coach, but the schedule is a little tougher because they were first in the division last year. So they play some of the first team teams, uh, first teams last year that won their divisions. And they're not in the same league. They lost AJ Brown. Uh, they lost, uh, Harold Landry recently, their sacks leader last year. That's a big loss on both offense and defense. Two of your most productive players on either side of the ball. Uh, and like I said, the fact that they'll be playing the Packers, the Bengals, uh, the Chiefs, you know, and they'll play the Colts twice a year. I mean, tough schedule for the Titans. They regress uh, and finish 9-8. Third, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. A lot of people are touting the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Doug Peterson is a frisky team. I'm not high on Jacksonville at all. I think they didn't have the same record as last year, three and fourteen. I look at the defense, not good. Uh, I look at the offense; they don't have a true number one wide receiver. Marvin Jones is not that guy. Christian Kirk is not that guy. Uh, yes, they get Travis Etienne back. I think Trevor Lawrence will improve, but the Jaguars, to me, are just not that team. You know, when I stack them up, even against. Mediocre teams like the Cowboys uh Cowboys are better you know they play the Raiders Raiders are better Broncos are better they play the chiefs they play the whole AFC West uh that's four losses in of itself of four of the Jaguars uh and then in their own division I think Titans are clearly better uh the Colts are better that's another four losses that's eight right there so Jaguars don't think they'll be good three and fourteen. But a team even worse than them in their division is the Houston Texans. Houston Texans, to me, clearly tanking this year. Uh, and 2-15 and would be lucky. I look at them, and they're not favored in one game this year. Uh, so, I look at that. I look at how badly uh, this team is in its current state. and You know, it's going to be tough for them to find one win. To not be favored in one game, Uh, the closest game that they have is the Jacksonville Jaguars when Houston's at home and Jacksonville's a one-point favorite. But Houston, you know, outside of Brandon Cooks and to me, Damian Pierce looks good. Uh, Davis Mills is not that guy. A bad offensive line. No stars on defense. Uh, I feel bad that Derek Stingley got drafted there. Uh, Texans aren't the to finish. Uh, it's the worst team. Now, this is a team. Now, let's go to AFC West. And I'm switching up my pick here. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I said the Las Vegas Raiders are in a women's division, and I wanted to stick by it. But as I looked at this division, looked at the schedules, I just couldn't justify it, even though I wanted to. I'm, and I'm changing it to the Chargers. Now, it's tough for me because, to me, the Chargers have one of the most talented teams, talented rosters from top to bottom, a lot of depth as well. But like I said, the coach is the one thing holding this team back. And I think the general manager tried to put all this talent on to, you know, make sure the coach didn't get in his own way. And we're going to see if that's the case. I believe they have a lot of talent. I believe they win their division this year at 11-6. and six. Uh, I think they're just too good, you know, not to. When you look at Justin Herbert, his connection with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, the improved offensive line through free agency in the draft the past couple of years, Joey Bosa, a cornerstone player, trading for Khalil Mack, signing J.C. Jackson, extending Derwin James, there's just too much talent on every level of this team to not make the playoffs in the win this division, which is why I have them at 11-6. and six. But also at 11-6 and with the miss division, I have the Chiefs. But because of the tiebreaker, Chargers get the division. I still think the Chiefs are going to be good. But to me, they lost two key pieces. Tyree Hill, now they have no deep-shot threat which might help Patrick Mahomes, might help his accuracy, his completion percentage, you know, lower the touchdowns. Uh, but because of that, you know, Juju, we've seen Juju as a wide receiver. One doesn't strike fear in the hearts, and, you know, Sky Moore could be good. But it's going to be a Travis, Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes show, and maybe a wide receiver showing every week or so. And then on defense, they lost their defensive leader in the Honey Badger, Tyran Matthew, uh, I know they signed Justin Reed, but Justin Reed, it's not Tyran Matthew. Uh, he's not that guy. And then the defense also lost Tredavious Ford. They got a rookie cornerback out of Washington, McDuffie. But there are some holes on this team, uh, and even the great Patrick Mahomes can't make up for them all, and they have a brutal schedule, toughest schedule in the AFC, uh, you know, just starting out, you know, playing at Arizona. Arizona is a playoff team. And the Chargers, Colts, you know, Bucks, Raiders, Bills, 49ers, Titans, you know, that first stretch is difficult. Then they get the Jags, and it's like after a gimme win, it's Chargers, Rams, Bengals, Broncos, you know. So it's a very tough schedule. Uh for them, they go eleven and six and second in their division, which to me is very respectable considering the schedule that they have. Then in third place, I have the Las Vegas Raiders at ten and seven, still very good. Uh, I believe they'll be much more balanced this year in terms of distributing the ball with Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, we'll see double teams, you know. In the past, it was double-team Darren Waller. You can double-team two guys. It's pick your poison now. Also have Hunter Renfro in the slot. I think Josh Jacobs is a good running back. Uh, I like the addition of Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Max Crosby already phenomenal on his own. But to add another premier pass rusher to this defensive line, I think Josh McDaniels has learned a lot from Brady uh, and in the past 10 years compared to his first Broncos Love the Las Vegas Raiders team. I believe 10-7 and 7 is a good season for them. And then last but not least, the Denver Broncos. I believe will also be 10-7, and 7, but the Raiders get that tiebreak over them. So Broncos first year, Russell Wilson. There is going to be some growing pains in this offense, I think, early to start off with. It's nice that they have a couple of gimmies with the Seahawks and the Texans first. But as it ramps up. Uh, You know, when I see some mistakes from Russell in this offense, it's just bound to happen. It's not going to be the perfect, seamless offensive transition like it was with Peyton Manning. Russell Wilson is not Peyton Manning. There's going to be some hiccups, but overall, Broncos will have a great season. So that is how I have every record uh, projection in the AFC. So if you are following my AFC playoff teams, the number one seed in the first round bye will be the Buffalo Bills at thirteen and four. The two seed will be the Cincinnati Bengals at twelve and five. The three seed, the Los Angeles Chargers, at eleven and six. They won their division. The four seed, another divisional winner, Indianapolis Colts at eleven and six. And you have your three wildcard teams. Kansas City Chiefs at five. The Las Vegas Raiders at uh, 6, and the Denver Broncos at 10 and 7. So every team that had double-digit wins. So the team was just on the cusp but missed it, you know, are the Tennessee Titans, the Baltimore Ravens, the Miami Dolphins, the New England Patriots. So that's how I have my AFC playoff teams right there. So in that first round wild-card weekend, you'd have Bengals, Broncos, I think the Bengals beat the Broncos. Good game, tough first-round matchup for the Bengals, but they beat the Broncos. You get Chargers-Raiders. Uh, I think the Raiders can get the better of the Chargers in a regular season, but this is the time it turns. Chargers beat the Raiders in the first round. Chiefs beat the Colts as well, uh, and wild-card weekend as well. Uh, so in divisional round, You have Bills-Chiefs, which is a rematch of last year's divisional round. However, this time it is in Buffalo, and Buffalo gets it done. They beat the Chiefs. And then our other divisional round matchup is Bengals-Chargers. Again, now it would be a tremendous game. Bengals beat Chargers. And then in the championship game, it's Bills-Bengals, and the Bills beat the Bengals. ...to advance to the Super Bowl. So that's how I see the AFC playing out. Now let's move on to the NFC. Let's start with the NFC East. The, one of the lowliest divisions... ...in football. And I have the Dallas Cowboys winning this division. I have them going 10-7. and seven. I don't love what they did in the offseason... Mostly because they didn't do anything in the offseason other than kind of let people go. No big signings. Like I said, Mari Cooper, they shipped him off, didn't resign Randy Gregory, who's now with the Broncos. So Cowboys are a little more depleted. Uh, but what works out for them is they're tied with the Commanders for the easiest schedule in the NFL, uh, partly because their division. Is super easy, so they can rack up some wins there. The fact that they play uh, the AFC South is their, you know, AFC uh, uh, cross-conference matchups definitely favors the Cowboys. Uh, And they also have, to me, the best quarterback in the division. You know, out of Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, and Daniel Jones – Dak Prescott is, you know, the best option out of all those. So I'm riding with the Cowboys. I think Micah Parsons is a great defensive player. Won't be stopped again this year. Uh, Cowboys are ten and seven in win division. The Philadelphia Eagles, I have going nine seven and one. Like I said, that tie with the Steelers uh, is, you know, gets them their tie nine seven and one. Uh, but that tie actually hurts them because if they were to have won that game, they could possibly have won the division. But they tie, and when I look at the Eagles, uh, constructed very well to me, kind of like the Dolphins. They had a great offseason. Uh, the trade for A.J. Brown, they already had Devontae Smith as a wide receiver. So great, great wide receiver duo, strong offensive line play. Uh, one of the best and then defensively you've got playmakers back there, Darius Slay in the secondary. Uh, you drafted Jordan Davis, who's a stud there, uh, on the defensive line. So Eagles did a lot to surround Jalen Hurts with talent. So now the ball's in Jalen Hurts's court. Is he the guy? You know, is he the one that's going to win the division? Take us, you know, to where we want to go. And I'm not sold on him yet. Uh I got an issue with his accuracy, uh and just his ceiling as a quarterback is upside. So I believe nine, seven and one is a good record for them. Uh but they're gonna have a big decision to make on Jalen Hurts. So nine seven and one, second in their division just by half a game. Washington Commanders I have at three, five and twelve. Uh Chase Young will be back after, you know, the first four weeks, I believe. That that will make the defense a little better. And like I said, they have our tie with the Cowboys for the easiest uh, schedule in the NFL. I think Carson Wentz is an upgrade over what they had last year, which was a Taylor Heineke, a Ryan Fitzpatrick duo. So with, you know, Carson Wentz, to, to me, that gives them an extra win. Uh, but Taylor Heineke, he can also come in and slot in well. But overall, uh offensive line isn't great. Uh outside of Terry McLaurin, to me your weapons aren't great. Uh, so Washington Commanders, uh, Ron Rivera is an old school head coach. To me, they need a newer offensive minded head coach, just you know, a couple things with commanders, but I'm gonna leave them at five and twelve. And last in the division is the New York Giants, four and thirteen, Brian Dable former offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, who coached Josh Allen and made him great, uh, is going to have his work cut out for him. He's going to see that can't do the same thing with Daniel Jones, and this will be Daniel Jones last season with the New York Giants. Uh, tougher schedule than other teams in this division. Uh, I believe they lose some close games. Uh, you know, Cowboys-Eagles sort of dominate uh, them in this division. So that's, again, eight losses right there, and then, you know, when I look at them play, you know, the Packers and Vikings, uh, those are just other teams I don't see them winning, so we kind of have, you know, I think 10 guaranteed losses already, it's going to be a tough season for Giants fans yet again, so Cowboys coming out of the East at 10 and 7. NFC North, now to me, this one, the more I've been reading on this division and other analysis. I see a lot liking the pat. see a lot liking the Vikings. I don't. Uh, I just don't see Kirk Cousins, Cotton is Kirk, uh, taking the throne in this division. The title is Aaron Rodgers. He's undisputed champion in this division. Uh, he's going to be taking his, you know, ayahuasca and is. Uh, Per and all his things he needs about right now to get him ready for the season. And he's gonna have a great season, and so are the Packers. And I believe they're gonna be twelve and five, win to this division comfortably. Uh again, easy division. Packers are of a class of it. Uh I'm worried about the receiving core, I really am, especially considering the fact that Alan Lazard has an injury now. Uh you know, it just gets to the point like who is Aaron Rodgers going to throw to? But whoever Aaron Rodgers is throwing to, uh, the ball placement, the accuracy, it's going to be on time because he's Aaron Rodgers, it's, you know, you won't be blaming Aaron Rodgers for bad throws. You can blame him for other things like the the leaving of Devontae Adams. Uh, But Packers are going to be a good team. Uh, Offensive line, I think, will be strong. A.J. Dillon and... Aaron Jones in the backfield, great. And then defensively, I think we're going to have one of the best defenses in the league this year. Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary, Devondre Campbell, uh, Jair Alexander is back healthy, Adrian Amos, uh, Eric Stokes I think will take a step uh, as well. And I know I'm missing the other cornerback, Rasul Douglas. There you go. So Green Bay Packers are going to have an excellent defense You know that's going to just – Hold teams afloat, hold them to around 20 points. So if Aaron Rodgers can score three, four touchdowns, which he's capable of doing, he's in to win this division. I think they do at 12 and five. Next up, Minnesota Vikings. The past years, they've been eight and eight, eight and nine. I think they make a little improvement this year. I think they go nine and eight. Yes, nine and eight for the Vikings. Minimal improvement. Why? Uh, I think Justin Jefferson will have offensive player of the year type numbers. He'll be in that conversation. Like the coach a little more. Uh, Defense, I think, will be a little better. They spent a lot of draft capital on there. But it's Conard Kirk. What can go wrong with Conard Kirk will go wrong. His, you know, one win in Monday night games, his very poor record in primetime showings. And when it matters most, Kirk Cousins... He's not Clutch. He's not Clutch Kirk. He's con artist Kirk. He'll guarantee his money. He'll walk down and be happy. But he ain't winning games. Maybe he'll steal a game against the Packers or two. But come Monday night against the Eagles week two, he's not winning that. Uh, he'll have a bad showing, you know, a game they could win like the Cardinals or Dolphins that'll be in the reach. He'll just lose. Uh, because that's what he does. Kirk Cousins is not that guy. I'm not sold on the Vikings. I'm not sold on Kirk Cousins. 9-8 and eight, to me is best case scenario for the Vikings. Team number three in the division, Detroit Lions. I have them going 7-10. and 10. To me, their schedule is pretty favorable, and to me, there's some of those coin toss games, which they had last year. And a lot of their one-score games last year didn't go their way. Uh, they kind of lost all their one-score games last year. And, you know, team usually doesn't get that unlucky two years in a row. So Lions rebound, have a much better year. They go 7-10, and 10 and they have something to build on for next year. In the basement now of the NFC North, it's the Chicago Bears. Uh didn't do much to help out Justin Fields, who I think can be a great quarterback. Offensive line, bad, no weapons uh, to throw to. So Justin Fields will be running for his life out there. And I truly feel bad for him. Then uh, on defense, it's not a good defense. I don't know what they're doing because you really shouldn't be rebuilding when you have Justin Fields' uh, potential star quarterback on your rookie deal this is not the time to be tanking and the bears are in this weird mode as a such a bad franchise that, you know, the 85 bears are something that's like almost 40 years old and can't be reliving those moments anymore. Uh, So they're just going to have to stop uh, with that. So, Bears, three and 14 NFC South Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks I got winning this division and I got them going 15 and two They're favorite in every game last year I said 17 and oh twenty 20 and 0. Uh they come back down to earth uh, and but one thing I like about you know the bucks you know I've as I predicted him to win the Super Bowl. I think their defense will be great. The offense, there's weapons all over the place. And the offensive line, you know, Tom Brady's been asked about that, and he says we are up for the challenge. Uh, you know, he challenged his offensive line saying, you know, you know he the team has heard what the outside noise and media have been saying about them, and they're taking it to heart. They're taking it as a challenge and saying, hey, you know, Gadecki and Hamzy—they're not good enough. Uh, they can't block Tom Brady. He's going to have no time to throw. I think they're really taking that. I think Tristan Wirfs, their right tackle, all pro, is a good example. Who's now going in his third year? Uh, who faced you know some criticism, the rookie right tackle protecting Tom Brady, but how well he's done, I think, will be a great mentor uh, to him. And even Ryan Jensen, who's injured, will help out these guys. So. A lot is made of this offensive line. I think Tom Brady in the offensive line uh, quiet a lot of those rumors, especially week one against the Cowboys. But they lose two fluky games this year uh, just because no team can really go undefeated and uh, just because I don't want to take that heat. Second, New Orleans Saints at 9-8. and eight. Again, another team I think similar to – a team like the Eagles and the Dolphins where they got a lot of talent. The quarterback is a question, Jameis Winston. Not sold on him, even though they have Michael Thomas coming back healthy. Uh, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, great, great defense. Not sold on Jameis Winston. Even with great weapons in Tampa, we saw his thirty for thirty season. You could have the same thing. And you know, that year they went like seven and nine. So I think 9 and 8 is respectable for the Saints. They'll win some games, uh, but because of Jameis and his poor decision-making, they're going to lose some games as well. Next in the division, 7 and 10, Carolina Panthers. Baker is an improvement, so very are going to get a few extra wins because Sam Darnold's not the quarterback, but because the NFC South, Saints to me are better, Bucks are better, uh, play some other tough teams of the NFC. Uh, like the Rams, Niners, Cardinals, uh, Panthers are going to have some tough, rough stretches. And Baker, you know, to me is a good quarterback, uh, but he's not going to be the Carolina savior this year. And then lastly, another team I think is going to be downright bad. The Atlanta Falcons, I think they'll be 2-15. and 15. I don't even know where they get those two wins. Their roster is that bad. Team is that bad, but... They'll somehow find two cents, two wins uh, in this division. NFC West, number one team I got, the San Francisco 49ers. I have going 12 and 5. I think 12 and 5 is good for them considering the depth and talent on their roster on defense. D'Amico Ryan's back this defensive coordinator. On offense, everything's much still in place from last year. Question is Trey Lance, but to me, they got their backup in Jimmy G. In case things fall apart, slot in Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think this team's not going to have a shortage of big plays. I think they're going to hit a lot of home runs this year. I think it's 49ers, you know, came so close to making it to the Super Bowl last year if Jarvis tart holds on to that interception in the fourth quarter. You know they are in the Super Bowl and not the uh, Rams. So I looked at this team that's very talented. It's very good, and I had them winning this division, twelve and five. Mike Shanahan or Kyle Shanahan, great coach as well. Tough schedule, but like I said, Kyle Shanahan has power running game. It's them. Los Angeles Rams, I have it them in the division, going 11-6, and six, missing out on just a the game. They have the hardest schedule in the NFL. And to me, that's tough, especially when you lose some Super Bowl starters on offense and defense. Uh, like I said, the offensive line is worse. Defensive line is worse. Yes, you got Aaron Donald, but last year you had Aaron Donald taking up double teams. You try to double team Von Miller, Leonard Floyd will get there. That's not the case now. Uh, They signed Bobby Wagner, but to me, Bobby Wagner has taken a step back. Uh, You know, is still a great tackler, but uh, can definitely be exposed in man coverage. And when I see linebackers now, especially inside linebackers, need to have good coverage like a Fred Warner and Devin White, Levante David, and uh, Bobby Wagner is not of that caliber. Anymore, like I said, coupled that with a tough division, Super Bowl hangover, Super Bowl regression, is just inevitable. Uh, nice to have them going eleven and six and finishing second in the division. Third, I have the Arizona Cardinals going ten and seven. Last year they started off seven and zero, oh, so hot. Finished cold, eleven and six. Uh, I think it'll be a much more steady season this year, and they go ten and seven uh you know tough start to the season they have uh but I think they weather some of that. They're just you know they play much steady, much better this year. I think ten and seven Kyler Murray. Uh D Hop comes back after week six that'll spark them. He won't be dogged down by the first six games. Uh you already added Marquise Brown. Arizona Cardinals I think will be ten and seven and a really solid team on offense. And then the last team in this division Seattle Seahawks, I have them going 3-14. and 14. Very tough uh, schedule, very tough division. Uh, when I look at this team, no quarterback uh, can't convince me Geno Smith or Drew Lockett is that guy. They got Tyler Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf. But that will prove to not be enough. It won't. Just is not good enough uh, when Drew Locke is and Gen from a third quarterbacks and then defensively they are a mess uh, this team is not going to be good three and 14 so again following me my NFC playoff teams with number one seed first round by Tampa Bay Buccaneers second team second seed Green Bay Packers boom two seed San Francisco 49ers Three seed Dallas Cowboys, four another division winner. So then your wild card teams Los Angeles Rams, five Arizona Cardinals, six and Philadelphia Eagles, seven. So then you have your wild card matchups Packers Eagles. I had the Packers beating the Eagles, uh, Eagles lose another first round matchup. Then you got 49ers Cardinals. I think the Cardinals learn a little bit, they play better. And they avenged their matchup uh, from, you know, last year when they played so poorly in the playoffs. They played much better, and they upset the San Francisco 49ers in the first round. And then there's really questions about the quarterback situation there. When Dallas Cowboys-Rams, Cowboys are a one-and-done. Rams beat the Cowboys in the wild card weekend. Then come divisional round you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Arizona Cardinals. This is where Arizona's improvement ends. uh, To the GOAT and Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, uh, they beat the Cardinals. And then the other matchup to me, which is a premier matchup, is the Green Bay Packers and the Los Angeles Rams. And I got the Green Bay Packers beating the Rams. Why? Because this game's in Lambeau. Very tough to play that time of year. I know we say that about playoffs, but I think – Especially this matchup, Matt LaFleur has got him a better of a Sean McVay. Uh, again, Packers, I think, is going to have one of the best defenses. Uh, Packers won that game. So it sets up another all-time matchup between Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Tampa Bay, and the Green Bay Packers. This is a rematch of the 2021 NFC Championship game. This time it's in Tampa. And Tampa, again, beats the Packers. And then it sets up my Super Bowl of Tampa Bay and Buffalo. And, of course, I have Tampa Bay beating the Buffalo Bills. So that's how I have my season playing out. That's my 2022-2023 NSL season. It all starts tonight. Bills-Rams. Again, I have the Bills winning. This is going to be an excellent football season. I am looking forward to it uh, and breaking down every game, all the action, can't stop us now until February when it's all over, but we can enjoy the next six months, uh, seven months. This has been Unbothered. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye, everybody.